You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Maddie Moon. Howdy tribe and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is your host Madeline Moon and today I am talking about a topic with you that is probably pretty obviously a huge part of my passions and my message all about the feminine. But today I want to talk about habits that are probably blocking your feminine because I talk to a lot of people who get very confused from the start around the feminine. They think that they have all these masculine tendencies, very driven, very focused, very passion, passionate, very goal-oriented, very um, mission-driven, black and white type of thinking. And that is all great. That is what will help you build a business. It will help you accomplish goals. It will help you have structure. And when you have structure, you have freedom, right? So it's great to have those masculine qualities. But the feminine is where we really get into our essence. We really we really come from a place of creation. It is a center. It is a centering, a grounding. It is a nourishing energy. It is the beginning of all things, really. It is the beginning of all things moving. Because the masculine is the part of me and you that has never changed. It's the part of us that is pure consciousness. It has nothing moving through it. It's just consciousness the thing that was there before all time and the feminine is the, the the energy that moves through it it is the ups and downs the flows the waves the crashes in emotional terms it is the rage the joy the pleasure the pain it's all of that and being human beings that exist on a plane with all different emotions across the spectrum it's important for us to feel those feels y'all right So today I'm going to go into some habits that may be blocking you from accessing that feminine energy because I have a guess, I'm I'm guessing right now that you might be thinking this idea of the feminine is complicated, it's inaccessible, it's something that you get once you practice over and over and over and over and over and then you're in your feminine, then you have this feminine bright, beautiful aura that radiates beyond you, then you know how to feel your feelings, then you're basically healed, right? Underneath all of that is, then I'll be healed. But I want you to know that right now, in this moment, you are a feminine creature. You might be male, you might be female, it does not matter. You are a feminine creature because you have a body, you have a vessel, you have emotions, you have a heartbeat. You are, you are already born 
with yin and yang within you. You already have the masculine and the feminine within you, regardless of gender. Oftentimes, women who are, um, well, not women who are, but those who are women are naturally more, more inclined to be on that feminine side. And those who are male are more inclined to have that masculine energy. It's called the emotional body is what I have been learning from one of my teachers, John Wineland. Um, the, um, we can have a physical body that is one thing, an emotional body that is something else. So you might be a person that has a female body. You might have a feminine body, but emotionally, how you process emotions, it might be very masculine. It might be very straight to the point. It might be very simple. It may want things to end. Or you might have a feminine emotional body where things can get complicated and you can get down to the nitty gritty and you can talk about a problem all day long and you feel your feelings and you're an empath and you experience what others are experiencing and you really indulge in all those emotions. And when I say indulge, I don't necessarily mean love it. I just mean that you bask in it. It is around you. If you are experiencing pain in some way, you may experience pain across different planes and it may affect you in different ways. If you're physically exhausted, you may be spiritually, emotionally, mentally exhausted. It just crosses over. Whereas if you have a masculine emotional body, you may not notice those small details. You may not really feel many of your feelings. You may be really like, okay, this is how things are, but that's fine. Let's move on. That, right? So it's just very, it's, it's more simple is a one way to put it. It's not something that you are inclined to dig deeper into and unravel and uncover and, and sit and talk about your feels all day long. Um, and that's the, the masculine side. Now, if you're someone that's like, well, I have intense feelings, but I don't really feel them and I judge them and I want to move past them. No, that is not a masculine body. That is actually most likely, and I can't say for everyone, but most likely that is a feminine body with resistance. You're most likely you're most likely born being able to access a lot of emotions, but you resist it and you create problems because you're judging them. Maybe you're judging your emotions because you are jealous or you are sad. And so you fight, 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 fight. And it just gets worse. Maybe you have judgment about your body and your body is trying to gain weight or trying to stay a certain weight or lose weight. And you judge, judge, judge. So there's a big difference between being born a certain way and then trying to numb out and mute it and water it down and tone it down, that is not the masculine. That's what many people think is, oh, I must be very masculine-minded because I don't really feel feels that deeply or I don't feel very empathic or um, I'm a perfectionist or I find myself judging myself to do better, be better. Well, the pure masculine isn't judging itself to do better, be better. The pure masculine is just a warrior. It goes out and it does. does its best. And it doesn't backpedal and second guess and water down. It just does what it does. It moves on. And so if that's not really what you relate to, but you relate more to feeling feels deeply, because the masculine does feel feels. I do want to make that very clear. It's just in a different way. It's not like it is a river that's a current of emotion that's passing and going through and rippling and ups and downs and deep and expansive. That's a very juicy image, right? It's very flowy. And whenever you think about emotions like water, you're like, yeah, I get, I get that. That's more of the feminine. The masculine might be more along the sides of uh, air or or fiery, like 
like burns bright, but it burns out pretty quickly and it's done, one and done. All right, so let's move on. I wanna talk about some habits that may be blocking you from being in your wild, free feminine. So number one, I wanna talk about body language. How we are in our body is is very similar to how we are in our emotional state. One of the things that my teacher John said is you can only open as far as you open in your body. You can only be as open as your body is. So let's say you're having a fight with a loved one and you feel like closing. Your body is like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh. I am not liking this. Must go away now. Must shut down. You might want to close your arms. You might want to cover your body, cover your heart, cover your chest. You might wrap yourself in a blanket. You might put a pillow on your lap. You might cross your arms. You might look down. You might have hunched shoulders. You might want to run away. I am not perfect. Let me just disclose this. A week ago, I got into a fight with my partner and I did all of those things. I crossed my arms and I left because I was just feeling so overwhelmed. We will go into taking space from people in this podcast and the bright side of that. But there is a difference between taking space in a healthy way, walking out saying, I need to cool down. I need to have some time to think versus storming out the door saying, I didn't say this, but saying F you or saying I can't deal with you or saying explosive words or even what I did, which was was just crying and walking out. That basically leaves the other person feeling really confused, unmet and also abandoned. So it can add to another person's wounds. If you run off, you close yourself, you shut down and you disappear. You're running off and then they feel left and left in confusion. It's not a fun place for either parties. So going back to body language, think about this one for sure. Think about this one. How do you walk? How do you position yourself? Do you have a habit of crossing your arms when you were at the line at the bank or the grocery store or walking fast wherever you go? Do you have a habit of crossing your arms whenever you are conversing with your partner or with a person you're just now meeting when you are introducing yourself to someone are your feet facing them are your feet facing away from them there are all these subtle ways that we either invite people into us or we shut them out and it goes much farther than just arguments it goes into the regular day-to-day interactions the mundane even even in skype calls you know i experience hopping on Skype with hundreds of people, so many people. And there's oftentimes, you know, I'm working with so many women across the board and oftentimes they will want to protect themselves by them crossing their arms or them looking away or even certain things like playing with hair or refusing to make eye contact. And most of these things are subconscious. Please keep that in mind. And that's why we're talking about this because it's something you can also do. You can tune into your body language now and this will help with your emotional self. You want to be in your feminine? You want to learn more about the feminine? Let's start here with something that's not super, super, super deep, like going into the deepest part of your soul and accessing pain. Let's start with body language, something you can be observing now, like a fun, friendly experiment please don't be hard on yourself, but just look at your body language, experience your body language, because being in your body is being in the feminine, okay? 
Let's say that again. Being in your body is being in the feminine. So if people are talking to you and you feel uncomfortable and you disassociate by playing with your hair, looking away, trying to leave your body doing whatever you can, you are then exiting the, the feminine. You are then going in to the resistance, teetering on the edge of the masculine of, I want this to be over with. So I want you to stay in your body as often as you can and start simple. Start at the grocery store line. Make eye contact with your cashier. Make eye contact with the person in front of you. And please be aware of your body language in regards to your your upper body, your arms, your arms crossed. That's one very simple, simple thing you can do throughout today, throughout this week uncrossing your arms and letting them just hang loose just let it let them hang loose let them be vulnerable let them be open because when you open your body you are experiencing an opening in your emotional self you are no longer sending signals from your body to your heart to your brain to close because there is a synchronicity happening there the more you're closing your physical body, the more your emotional body is closing because they they work together. That's why dance is so beautiful for accessing the feminine because it's movement of the body and it helps process and movement, process and move emotions throughout the body where the emotions live, right? Okay, so that is number one. Oh, and one more thing I do want to add on that. Uh, another a side note of something you can do to continue to open your body is opening stretches. That's why I love going to yoga classes, especially for the hip openers, because our hips oftentimes hold a lot of our trauma. You could go to a yoga class and talk to them about this because many yoga teachers know this. Our hips hold a lot of stored energy because they don't get opened often. So doing like half pigeon or what's the other one? There's one more um, that's very similar to half pigeon. I can't think of the name right now. But doing those sort of hip openers, you can do in the morning. There's also shoulder openers. There's the heart openers. You can lay on your back and have your arms in this um, L position by your head. Like you open up your arms and they're in a a 90 degree angle. That's really good for your, your shoulders. You can also lie in a yoga block underneath your heart in the back. That's one that my teacher Kendra has been encouraging me to do because I can very often... Uh, bring my shoulders forward and that's that's how my shoulders have been since before my bodybuilding days but it got a lot worse with my bodybuilding days and no surprise right when I was going into bodybuilding I was trying to make myself as small as possible I was trying to be one of the guys by lifting weights all the time I would never dance I would never do yoga because that's not a real workout and my body continued to close as my self-love really got to the point of non, non-existence, um, but also my openness to the world. The more I got into the bodybuilding space, the less open I was to the world. And it's all in sync. My body was getting harder. It was getting more rigid with the bodybuilding lifestyle. My emotions were more rigid. I was harder as a person. So those are some things you can think about, especially just thinking of this as a habit. We have a habit of closing. We can create a new habit of opening. Okay, number two. One of the habits that blocks us from accessing our feminine is going outward when we really want to go inward. So the masculine is outward. That's the yang energy. It's the sun. Hello. When the sun is out, we go out to play. And the feminine, the moon, 
is inward. When we think of the moon, we think of emotions. We think of nighttime. It's time to go to bed. It's time to crawl in the sheets. It's time to be warm. It's time to put on our fuzzy socks. It's time to drink tea, a warm drink. Morning, sure. Cold, blast me with an iced tea. I love it. Nighttime, like the last thing personally that I'm going to be reaching for is an ice cold drink. I want something warm. It's very nurturing. And so I mean this bullet, number two, in a sense of physically going outward when we want to stay inward, but also emotionally. So, okay, where do I want to start here? When it comes to, okay, when it comes to first off going outward, this one we've been talking about for a while, whether it's been on my podcast or some other self-help podcast, I'm sure they've talked about this, honoring your desire to be alone and desiring going inward physically rather than going outward. And there's an adjustment period here because I think, I know for me at least, college, high school, I was used to going out all the time. Didn't matter if it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I always had energy. I was always good to go. I was always good to go to a party, to a friend's house, to meet up. There was never really a question of, I feel tired. Do I want to go out tonight? That was not a problem. That was non-existent. Even at the very end of college, after four four years, I really still didn't feel like that was much of a problem. It was really totally cool to go out, be asked on a date or be in a coffee shop and working, go to big groups, festivals. All of that was great. I was still learning. I was learning who I was. I still, I'm still learning who I am. Don't get me wrong. But at that point, especially in my early 20s, I was going through this period, which I'm sure you can relate to, of what do I even like? What are my energy levels? What are energy levels? There are even levels. What? There's something other than go, go, go. But the burnout hadn't happened yet, at least for me. And I know this will vary across the board depending on if you've had health issues in your life, sicknesses, what kind of family you were raised in, your environment. Um, Why did I say that like that? Your environment. I'm still saying that funny. Your environment. There we go. Um, Yeah. So there has been a period where I have had to first notice what was happening, especially when I started getting more, how should I put this, granny-like? Like it's a Monday and I want to go to bed at 830. It's a Friday and I do not want to go out and party. That was at the beginning, a lot of a fight. There was there was a lot of fighting happening there because I had never been like that for all of my life. And I didn't know that was a thing. And I, I have all these judgments of, if you stay in, you're missing out on life because life happens outside of the bed. It happens at the clubs. It happens at the parties. And so there was a period where I had, I had been fighting off that desire to stay at home a lot. And I found camaraderie in this because the more you talk with your friends, the more you open about this, the more you speak to counselors about this, the more you realize that those are messages and signals from our body. And then you go out enough times when you actually don't want to go out and you'll start to really realize, okay, maybe going out and doing that thing isn't really worth it. Maybe I won't be missing out on that much. There's a period of FOMO bullshit you have to go through too. Like you have the FOMO, the fear of missing out. You go do that thing so that you don't miss out and then you come home and you realize, oh, I really I really wouldn't have missed out on that much. You have that experience enough and eventually you will realize that FOMO isn't really a thing. 
FOMO is a choice. And you can realize that staying in your bed is exactly where the action is, especially if you just want to go to bed because you had a long day. Additionally, for empaths especially, a lot happens when you go out into big groups, when you go out into clubs or festivals or conferences. That's a lot of people's energy. It's a lot of people's energy that you're sensitive to and you're feeling. Sometimes we are just too vulnerable to be around too many people. We need to feel our feelings and we need to feel them alone. So this is one thing I also wanted to mention. Um, Let's see. There is also an an emotional sense. There is a period where, say you're learning something new. I'm often learning new things about myself. Um, I've been going through this experience recently. Man, I've been going through so much. I've been experiencing... All right. How do I phrase this? Basically what I'm, (laughs) I will tell you what I'm, what I'm thinking right now. I'm just processing through. But basically what I'm saying is that there is a period of self-discovery that you might want to think about processing on your own before opening up to others about it. Again, this, this number, number two is going outward when you want to stay inward is a bad, is not a bad, but it's a habit you may want to break. And so in this regard, say you're realizing something about yourself. For example, for me, this is what I was thinking about earlier. I have been having a lot of resistance to insight, advice, unsolicited insight or advice, sometimes solicited. Um, I, I sometimes close around that. I have a very, very deep down fear of not being powerful, not being in control of my own decisions. And that stems from childhood of not feeling like I had choices, not feeling like I had a voice, not feeling like I was heard, not really respected as a person, like as my own individual, I felt more like I was part of the family unit. What the family unit does, I have to do. And um, how they are, I have to be. And anything outside of that was bad. And so once I reached a certain age, letting people in in that way felt like a threat. When people gave me advice, my nervous system interprets it as, currently, yes, this still happens, my nervous system will interpret especially unsolicited advice as a threat. And even though it's like, take it or leave, it doesn't matter, they don't care, they, they're not in control of you, that's not what my nervous system does. My nervous system says, like someone is trying to invade you and take away everything you've built and created you must hoard it and hide it and go away and I think sometimes that can come across as surprising to people because I probably seem like someone who's very open to all advice or insight and I'm really not and the funny thing is even if it's encouragement I was talking about this with the podcast I did with Kristen Lore. We're talking about sharing our vulnerabilities to our Instagram followers or on the podcast and how we both get really (laughs) like ill whenever someone says something encouraging like you've got this girl like our egos flare up and our egos are like um I know I've got this I don't need your encouragement so even if it's encouragement or it's something that they see that apparently I don't see or it's something they see that could be better. There's like this little bodyguard that I have inside of me that's constantly trying to fight off. And 
my teachers have so lovingly been serving me and helping me with this because they called me out on this and it was painful so painful um I just but it was painful and it was frustrating because my ego was trying to fight 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 everything they were saying and trying to push them out which made me feel isolated and even when I was doing this pushing they were there they didn't leave and that right there them just staying there and when I say not leaving this was all over this is all online so this is all an email and in our Facebook group and wherever we're in contact they are there and they are serving me and helping me and calling out things that I don't see lovingly and they do not give up on me they are here for me and that feeling of like we can see what what will make you a better teacher and we love you and this is not about you being wrong we we love you and we support you and we know and we see something that will serve you if you listen to us and you can refuse and you can fight and you can scream and yell but we are still here for you and that experience of them still being there even me even being able to express my frustration towards them and them still being there not caring they're there so healing for me so going back to this number two what I'm trying to come full circle around is saying that there are times when before you go out and you share with the world what you're working on or going to get advice or going to get insight you might want to take a pause and a breather and work with it with your journal with your coach with your teacher work on it with yourself before opening up to everyone and anyone about it that's something I've really learned and and it's kind of funny I'm saying this about don't open up consider not opening up to everyone after I just shared that opening up to people can irk me but um, this is in a different regard this is more of not opening up quite yet because not everyone is coming at an unbiased angle some people are projecting and if you don't quite know where you stand in something you want to make sure that who you're speaking to about those very touchy vulnerable subjects are trusted people and you can trust they're not going to project projection is when someone's experience is put onto you so maybe you're like wow I think I'm really struggling with my with my arguments I'm having with my partner and I want to talk to Betsy and Marianne and Jamie and this person about it get all their insights and opinions well what if Marianne and Betsy and all of them have the same kinds of fights with their partners and they think they're pieces of shit are they going to tell you also to dump your boyfriend that he's a piece of shit? Maybe. So what I'm saying is speaking with someone who is unbiased and who's not going to project onto you to help you process your own emotions without their stuff mixed in. And this is all coming back to being more in your feminine because if you are speaking about your emotions, something that is so tender so tender and sensitive and vulnerable with everyone and anyone, then you may not locate and find that tender, sensitive spot in your heart, the deeper emotion, the deep, deep, deep emotion. So going outward when you want to stay inward is a habit that may be keeping you from being in your feminine, both physically by pushing yourself to go out when you really want to stay in and also um emotionally going out and telling the whole world what you're experiencing and getting all their insights and opinions and your brain's going to combust when you really want to be inward and process something with yourself first to see how you really feel about it number three second guessing yourself this is a huge one to break and i am i am 
I've been working through this one for a few years now. And I think I once mentioned this on the podcast. I'll mention again here. I had an ex-boyfriend who would say something to me like, do you know know who sings the song? And I would say, oh, John Legend. And then I'd say, oh, wait a minute. It might be blah, blah, blah. Somebody else. And he'd be like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. No, don't backpedal. Don't ever backpedal. Stick with what you just said. Stay there. And this is different from saying something and then recalling what the correct answer is and then saying the correct answer. This is indecision. This is my first guess wasn't good enough, so I might open up the door to another guess just to cover both my bases and, and then maybe another guess. Maybe that one will cover more bases. And It's different. And we backpedal in many different ways. We backpedal our emotions because we like to complicate things. We say, I feel this way. No, maybe I feel this way. No, maybe I feel this way. We might have an answer to something and then we say, never mind. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. So this this relates to both. This one is is teetering. I would almost say this one's more of being in your, this is more of a skill that is encouraging your inner warrior. But I also think it's very much your goddess because when you think of a queen, you think of a goddess, you think of like this radiant being who's who knows herself. You don't think that she's backpedaling everything she says. You don't think that someone asked this queen a question. She's like, well, this, uh, maybe this, maybe this. Neither does a warrior. And that's that goes full circle to me saying at the beginning, we have both of these energies. And I think this one, the masculine is very driven. It's assertive. This is my answer. This is what I want. And the feminine as well, because the feminine can be a queen. There's there's um the high priestess in the tarot deck, and she is like she does not look like someone that backpedals on all of her answers, right? And and this this goes into quite a few different things. It's not just your answers, but it's your emotions, it's what your what your truth is. Sometimes we can backpedal when we're trying to explain our truth because we are overthinking, self-referencing, overanalyzing everything, afraid to step on toes. And this one also is more of a fake it till you make it. Um, there are going to be times where you definitely want to say, never mind, maybe my answer is different. But you have to remain strong. And this happens to me all the time where I will say something and then instantly I might want to say something else, but I just fake it till I make it. And I say, that's my answer. I'm settling in there and I'm trusting it was good enough. I'm trusting it's right. I'm trusting that if it's wrong, it's going to be okay. I'm still going to be loved. I'm still worthy. Life does not revolve around this answer and I can just rest there and talk a little less. That's kind of nice too. When you don't have to talk so much, just be okay with the silence. Okay, number four, not honoring your yes and your no. The more you shut down your ability to say yes and no, the less you're actually going to know what a yes and no is. And I believe it was um, Dr. Anita Johnston who wrote um, Eating on the Light Side of the Moon. No, is that right? Yeah, Eating in the Something of the Moon. I just had her on this show not too long ago and I'm blanking on the name of the book, but... Um, she said that if you don't know what a no is, you can't really know what a yes is. And I fully agree with this. So 
Honor your yes and no. This is a lifetime journey. I will repeat that. This is a lifetime journey because your yes and your no will change on a moment to moment basis. Maybe this means that you need to answer a little slower to find out what your yes and no is. Maybe if someone asks you a question to hang out, you tell them you'll let them know in 24 hours. Maybe if someone wants to move to the next level in a relationship, you have a conversation beforehand and you let them know that you're going to think about it and you go inward and you sit with yourself. Maybe you dance, you move emotions through and you see what can be revealed to you. So rushing too quickly is a way that we trample over our feminine and the masculine is this energy of the sun. So it's like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. Ba, 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 power, fire. The feminine might be slower, might be like a soft river and it's not in a hurry and it changes. So maybe it needs to touch base with the heart first before saying an answer. The important thing here is honoring that answer. Honoring. If you don't want to take up that next position at work or honoring if you don't want to go out to eat with your loved one you really want to stay at home and cook something or you don't want to eat a certain meal you'd rather eat cereal even though they really want to eat this like I don't know but it it varies from little things in the day to big things maybe you really want to have this certain I don't know I'm just starting to make up things but maybe you want something and the person you live with or your partner or your best friend or your mother or your father or people who expect things from you don't want the same thing and so you go with what they want and deep down you're kind of resisting it and you're kind of having resentment around it and you're also the worst thing of them all rejecting what your heart's truth was So honoring your yes and your no from the big to the small. Number five, I believe, is holding back your energy. So like I said, the feminine is energy. It's the thing that flows in the consciousness. The consciousness is like this beautiful blank slate. It's like a sandbox with no sand in it. And then the feminine is what goes inside. You throw sand in, you throw the toys in, you throw all the little tools that you you build sandcastle things with it. it's all that fun juicy stuff and to survive in this society many of us have had to learn how to hold back our energy and when I say energy I mean I mean emotion I mean expression I mean voice I mean opinion I mean movement I mean everything that makes you a goddess we hold back our energy to blend in some people gain weight so that their body's no longer looked at, makes them feel safer. Some people lose weight, so their body no longer looks voluptuous and curvy, so that, again, they're no longer looked at, and it's like a childlike figure. Same thing, we, we do this emotionally. We hold back our smile because we don't want people to look at us because we're uncomfortable with attention. Or we hold back tapping our, our foot on the ground when we hear music that we enjoy because we think we'll look silly. That's a huge one. So many people feel like they look silly and they judge themselves. They judge, judge, judge themselves for how they are appearing. I was listening to a podcast with, it was um, Aubrey Marcus, I believe, and he was talking about how interesting is it that we feel silly doing things in our own body. 
just think about that for a minute. A body that can move in any way that has no uh, standard for what's normal except for our made-up things. We might wiggle our toe in a certain way and we feel like we look stupid. We might roll our head really drastically and we feel ridiculous. We might sway our hips really, 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 really fast and think it looks stupid. Not so crazy to me that movement of our body we judge and we judge harshly. And that's another one I want to add to this number five is, is judging said emotions, judging said energy. We, we hold back our energy because our judgment is too much to bear. It's really what it is. And our judgment is too much to bear because judgment is self-refusal. It's the refusal of accepting all of you. So we hold back our energy so we don't have to come face to face with the fact that we refuse who we are. So here's one habit to break. When you want to smile, smile. Or even when you just feel happy. Maybe you don't want to smile, but you feel a sense of joy. I encourage you to smile. I encourage you to pout when you are upset. Pout. Stick out your bottom lip. Roll your eyes when you're bored. Laugh when someone says something funny and don't cover your mouth. Dance when you want to. Dance if you're in the middle of a yoga pose in your living room and you love this song and you just want to get up and do something messy. Just want to move your body real quickly. Don't hold back your energy. I've also talked about this before, but this is something that one of my teachers, Kendra, talks about and about pleasure and how we oftentimes, we don't want to share our pleasure with the world because we're afraid that it will be taken by man not taken physically, but it'll become his pleasure. And so we don't want to share our pleasure. Our pleasure is ours. We don't want anyone else to see it. We don't want greedy hands to want to get all over it like piggy energy. Like we want to keep that to ourselves because it's mine. But the thing is you're, you're doing two deaths with this. You are killing the pleasure you have the potential to experience and enjoy your birth right. But you're also starving the masculine from seeing one of the most beautiful things he's ever seen and that's a woman in her body feeling pleasure when I say pleasure I don't just mean sexually I just mean everything like pleasure from eating chocolate or pleasure from um, the cool breeze outside or it's fall y'all how much pleasure are you feeling now that it's fall when you're getting your boots and your scarves and your pumpkin spices and your your squashes and all the warm things and teas and All the things you're loving, are you smiling? Are you giggling about it? Are you enjoying it? And side note, um, I, I love looking for examples of the feminine. And if anyone watches, this is my personal opinion, there's many different examples of the feminine. Like the feminine can be all across the board. The feminine is in straight people, trans people. It is in gay, lesbian, straight. The feminine is all over. But there's one particular example recently I've been thinking of, of to me, just this feminine energy I'm so inspired by. And if you watch The Bachelor in Paradise, then you may remember uh, Jenna. Jenna is this blonde and she giggles at everything she claps her hands when she likes something she jumps up and down she is energy like to the max and there was even a time when jordan 
the guy that was absolutely madly in love with her, who I also adore, was saying when he was talking about her, he was like, oh, there's just something about Jenna that I love. Like she jumps up and down and she claps her hands when she's laughing and she smiles and she's adorable and she looks up at me in a certain way. And I noticed all of that before he even said it. But the fact that he said it made me so happy because it proves what I'm trying to say here of it's inspiring and exciting and it feeds and nourishes something in the masculine that they don't see often. Because our world is a lot of people, our world has a lot of people walking around that are watering down their feels, watering down their emotions, suppressing, hiding, trying not to show too much, trying to show just enough, just trying to get by. And so that's why a lot of men will turn with other other motives and other reasons, but they might turn to pornography or they might turn to finding other sources of energy or they might at times lose hope and feel discouraged and, and they're, they're, they, many people with a masculine emotional body are not easily able to access that bubbly, giddy, bright, shiny, childlike wonder essence within themselves with a masculine body. It's just not so accessible. So when they see it, they get excited. It gives them a reason to smile and to believe in love and to feel nourished in so many different ways. It's encouraging, it's beautiful, and it keeps a lot of men going, keeps a lot of the masculine going. So if you don't know who I'm talking about, I encourage you to go over to YouTube and like type in clips of Jenna or go to her Instagram. Um, I will see if I can have some sort of link here to something. I'll I'll see what I can do. But um, yeah, I just wanted to drop that there. uh, For example, of holding, holding back your energy. Also today I got one of my Brazilian um, uh, laser hair removal appointments and I did it with a new lady and she was wearing sparkly like sparkly, sparkly high tops, white with sparkles all over. And she was wearing a yellow sundress that totally didn't match. And she smiled constantly. Not that, not that smiling is the feminine. Well, I do want to make that very clear. I'll go back to that in a second. I want to finish my thought, but she just was like radiating joy, not hiding it from me. Here she is with my legs totally spread open, taking off my hair and she's just twirling like her hair around. And it's kind of like, what is happening? You're so happy. Like you're so motivated and and bubbly and you're like your outfits are exemplifying this and I like it and I'm so not that but I like it and I'm enjoying watching you um that is what it is and she was another beautiful example and so I do want to add this part here um I am not saying that the feminine is the bubbly like joyful constantly excited clapping your hands expressive jumping up and down kind of energy that is not what i'm saying i am saying energy period is the feminine so also this could mean jumping up and down in rage but with an open heart that's the difference not jumping up and down in rage with i hate you is projecting at someone but jumping up and down in rage with i love you so much i will not settle for less than the best in this relationship okay that's what it is. This is a next level practice. So I won't go too far into this. I am not a master at this at all. I am not even close. I am just a beginner at fully embodying and expressing anger because that is not an emotion that was frequently accepted or allowed in my household. So this is something new to me and I don't quite always do this in a way that feels open-hearted because I'm learning. But I want to make that very clear. I want to drop that in there that the feminine is energy in all forms. Jealousy, 
anger, frustration, despair, hopelessness, and you can experience all of this through your body, through jumping up and down, flopping on your bed, doing handstands, doing yoga poses, punching your fists into a pillow. It comes in all different ways. Okay, I'm going to go through the next next few of these a little quicker um, so I can get to all of them, but the next one is not mothering yourself, telling yourself to get over it, to move on, to don't pause and breathe and, and take some space. The next way that you are killing off your feminine energy is not mothering yourself. We cannot nurture others if we cannot nurture ourselves. You, out of all people, are the one that deserves the most nurturing and mothering from you. Not your mom, not your brother, not your husband, not your wife, you. And if you cannot do it to yourself, you cannot do it for others, you will be depleted. Trust me. I've seen it in many of my clients. I've experienced it in myself. The perfect place to start is when you feel a feel. When you feel a feel. When a feel pops up, you do not rush. You do not hurry. You do not become victim either where woe is me, the world hates me, but you sit in it and you try to not have a, you try to be, mm, how do I want to put this? You try to, as best as your body lets you, sit in that emotion, whatever you're doing, and use breath to help you process it if you're at work. Go to the bathroom if you need to cry. Set aside time throughout the week that is intentionally made for that emotion. Maybe you're experiencing deep sadness and you want to have a bath or get a massage to be touched or you need journaling time or you need to call with your bestie or you need to thrash on the ground and punch your fists into a pillow, okay? So mother yourself in whatever way your body is calling for and this is something you can do this week because I can guarantee you, you're going to be feeling 22,352 emotions this week because if you have a feminine emotional body, that's what happens. You just don't always allow it all to happen, especially if this is slightly new to you. You might be in the habit, in the pattern of fighting it and having resistance. So the next feel that you notice that may feel delightful Nurture yourself in that and say, way to go, you. You're allowed to feel happy. You don't have to fear that it's going to go away. Feel happy. Feel happy. Enjoy this. But if you feel something like jealousy, allow yourself to feel it and nurture yourself. Nurture yourself like Mother Nature would nurture you, how she always holds you, how she's always there to provide ground underneath your feet. She will never disappear underneath you. Can you become that for yourself? The next one. One of the ways that you are holding back your feminine, keeping her from arising through you is by not making time for dance. Not making time for your dance. So many excuses, right? I got too many things going on. My husband's always in the bedroom. I got kids. I don't feel good. I'm bloated. I just can't. Okay, y'all. I understand. I do this too sometimes. But dance can be one song, a three minute and 55 second song. That is all you need to get into your body. Today, I my so my partner has these really amazing light bulbs that change all different colors. If you have them, they're awesome. You already know this. If you don't have them, get them. They're so cool. But we have one of the 
settings is just this red and inside of my bedroom I put on the red setting so all the lights in the room are red kind of like club vibe I don't know it's like really sexy like the red room right and I put on my short 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 silky nightgown and I put on my favorite playlist on Spotify for sexy slow tunes and I just felt myself up I touched my legs I touched my tummy I touched my butt touched my breasts touched my face it touched everything to this music with these red lights it felt so sexy I loved it and it was one song and done I mean seriously sweatpants went back on socks went on big shirt that I was comfortable in went back on but I just wanted to get into my body and even that a three minute song will serve you. So not making time to dance, not making time to get into your physical body, that is something that is going to feed that earlier habit I talked about of disassociating. If you're not making time to specifically get inside your body, then disassociating is going to still stay a habit. It's going to be easy to do. It's going to sneak by. So that's the other one I want to mention. Okay. The next one, holding on to the story that you're one of the guys. You may be blocking the feminine if you still have judgments around the feminine slash females slash girly girl slash pink slash anything you grew up around that you created negative connotations with. Maybe your mom was, quote, girly and you don't like her. You didn't like her. You didn't get along. And so you fight everything she was so that you're not that. Or maybe you had a high school with a lot of bitchy girls to you. And so you tried to avoid doing anything they did because you have all these stories in your mind of girly, feminine equals this. Okay, so it's okay if you have deep-rooted beliefs. We all do. But if you're going to consistently choose, because once you're aware of it, you'll never not be aware of it. But if you're going to consistently choose to hold on to the story, to hold on to the story, you are going to consistently refuse your feminine. So if you're telling me or you're telling anyone, I want to understand the feminine, but you're also saying, I'm one of the guys. I don't really have many girlfriends. I mean, I just get along better with guys. We just totally get each other and I'm not about drama. You are saying the feminine is drama. The feminine is too much. I can't handle it. I don't want to be a part of it. And what you're deeply saying is I cannot handle competition. I cannot handle competition because in our society, there is so much beauty, enough beauty to go around, but our beauty has been pitted against each other in media, in school, in family groups. Like there's just been a lot of talk with the patriarchy around beauty and this one's the beautiful one, this one's the smart one, smile for me, this, that. Like there's all these reasons why competition is a thing amongst women um and it goes deeper into our our ancestors if you weren't accepted by a man back in the caveman days and like not even that far but sooner than that if you were not accepted you did not create a baby you were left out in the cold you died you starved you were raped you were sold you were burned there were many 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 painful things that happen to the women that have come before us and we are carrying that pain body that's been passed down into our bodies so we do have that in our body if competition is something that 
is deeply rooted within you, which it most likely is because it is with all of us. The goal is not to completely, well, here's what I'll say. The goal is not to judge that. The goal is to allow that to exist. And instead of being ruled by it, choose to change your story. Choose. Fake it till you make it if, if it happens for a while. You say, I love women. 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 I support women. I support women. I support women. I am a woman. I am a woman. I am a woman. We are all the same. We are all the same. Your beauty is my beauty. Your beauty is my beauty. I read something on Instagram recently that said, um, within one, one woman is all women. And I was just like, wow, blown away. Cause it's so true. I am all women. I am you. And there is competition that arises. I was just at an acro festival. You better believe that there are women that were prettier than me, thinner than me, taller than me, better than me, funnier than me, happier than me, smilier than me, uh, more energized than me, more social than me. Like I saw everything under the board and I also allowed it all to exist and I didn't allow it to mean that there was less of me. I am different. I offer something different than they offer. There is always going to be more or less of something, but we are all like that. We are all our own individual unique blend of what we are. And women are powerful beings. So, so powerful. Women are powerful beings and it's time, especially now with this being the the divine rising era that we support each other. So if you have the story of I don't get along with women, please, I mean this in the most loving way, but the women are not the issue. The women are not the issue. The women are not inherently dramatic. Women in general are not inherently dramatic. We are energy and so are you. We are all energy. We are all chaos. We are all ups and downs. We are all in and outs. We are all all over the place at times. And the more you can accept that within yourself, the more you will accept that within them. That is the moral of all of that. Because anytime you are triggered by something you see in someone else, it's only showing you something that you are not accepting within yourself. If someone gets angry and you don't like that person because they're an angry person, that means they're a bad person. You have not accepted anger as an emotion you are capable of having. You have a problem with anger. That's the only reason why it offends you or triggers you. Same thing with the, with women. You see other women crying or experiencing feelings or being, quote, dramatic. What they're really doing is feeling pain. And you might be living by the story that you don't have pain. You numb out your pain though. That's really what's happening is you are numbing the pain because you refuse to feel it. So when you see anyone else feeling it, making a deal out of it, you have a story that making a deal out of pain and actually feeling your feelings and feeling pain is bad, can't be done. That's why they bother you. So start with yourself and start with feeling those feelings like we've been talking about in all this episode, but then also begin to change that story and it can simply start here. It can start with your language. It can start with no longer saying I'm one of the guys or I only get along with guys or I or I just tend to have more guy friends. Even if that might be true, let that go because there is a deeper thing going on there. And the first step to changing that is letting go of that story. 
both verbally, don't say it anymore, and also mentally and emotionally, don't think it and feel it anymore. Consistently send out into the universe an, an aura of, I am one of the girls, I am one of the women, I am one of the feminine, I am one of the um, one of the yin, I am one of the moons, I don't know, <laughs> that's me, I'm a moon, you're one of me. Um, yes, okay, wow. So that is the last one that I'm going to share for this episode. Ooh, sometimes when I do these podcasts, I just get on this roll and I talk so fast and I just keep going. So I appreciate you being able to drop in with me and being able to take these insights. And I'm just here to support you. I want to know where you're getting stuck. What do you want to be served around next? Another solo episode. I also want to hear about your successes, though. I want to hear from you. Which one of these did you try this week? Which one is opening up a new layer of you? How are you opening? Are you feeling more? Does it kind of suck? That's probably good. It's That's another thing I should mention. It's, if you're going to be feeling, that means you're going to be feeling a lot especially if you've been repressing your feelings for a while. So don't be alarmed if you feel a lot as you start to open and open and do not judge those feels. If you want to be more in your feminine, allow the feels to be here to stay from here on out and they will be processed much faster and you might even be able to create something awesome out of it like a beautiful dance a beautiful poem, a beautiful conversation, a beautiful podcast, a beautiful blog post. You can create things out of those feelings. It leads to deeper levels of vulnerability and art and passion and love. So thank you for tuning into the Mind Body Musings podcast. It has been my absolute joy and pleasure to serve you here on the show today. If you want more, you can head on over to Instagram. I am at Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N, Moon. And as always, I have gifts. I have gifts. Gifts on my website. Go to maddiemoon.com slash free gift. And you will see three free gifts. One of them is a collection of my favorite 100 books. One of them is an audio guide around the feminine. And one of them is an ebook on tools to use, divine feminine tools to use if you struggle with anxiety or depression. So go check those out on my website. Tons of blog posts, tons more podcasts, obviously 223 more podcasts waiting for you. And you can find those on my website, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, All the older episodes you will probably not be able to see on iTunes or Spotify. So you have to go to my website and search in the archives for those. Or also pro tip, I am asked all the time, Madeline, do you have a podcast on depression? Madeline, do you have a podcast on relationships? Go to Google and type in Maddie Moon and then the thing that you are hoping I have a podcast about. Seriously, it's the best way to find what you're looking for. Maddie Moon blank. And then you will find probably a whole bunch of articles or a whole bunch of podcasts. Anytime that word is mentioned, that will be pulled up in Google. So Next time you're wondering, just do a quick search and you will find it there. And that concludes the show. I will see you guys and not guys. I'm trying to get rid of using that word. I will see all of you wonderful, beautiful people next week. 